0: Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Mary and Amy's. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along, and you'll hear tips, interviews, and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to Marketing with Confidence. I'm so excited to be joined today with Ray Pastors and we're going to be talking about finding hidden gems in GA4. How are you going, Ray?
1: Yes, very well, thank you. Hope you are too.
0: Very well. So look, to kick off, I'd love you to tell everybody about yourself and how you became so passionate about measuring performance online.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm Ray Pastors. I'm the founder of Life Solutions, and we're an ethical digital marketing firm, and we're passionate about helping small business owners, particularly, grow in a sustainable, but also a data-led way. Um, And in terms of being passionate about data and analytics, I think it actually came by mistake, and it was just about the fact that I was curious, right? So I was like, we're doing all these marketing activities, what actually is happening? And so at the time, I was really working in a corporate space, corporate environment, and I was to understand as a team you know where our efforts were kind of going so we were doing social media that kind of thing but we weren't clear on what was actually happening after and so i think that's what kind of sparked my interest yeah. and originally it was with the uh, adobe analytics but oh. it eventually got into google analytics
0: yeah amazing um And I guess in terms of a little bit more about you, I'm going to fast fire some questions at you. So what's your (laughs) favourite business book?
1: Oh, I had to really think about this one and then I was like, it's going to be very um, obvious for some people that are listening if they know me, but I can't get over the fact that I am a very big, you know, virgin group fan. Yeah. Even as former cabin crew there. So so Richard Branson, Screw It, Let's Do It. I love that book. Just the fact that, you know, um, the entrepreneurial spirit of Richard, you know, selling records out the back of a boot of a car, I think we can all relate. We all start there somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, you were Cabin Crew, were you?
1: Yes, yeah, Virgin Australia.
0: <laughs> I feel like you've got that great Cabin Crew voice.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> where do you think I've got, I've got to listen? I've got to listen to this guy. Yeah. Um, Awesome. And then what do you love to follow? So either on LinkedIn or TikTok, Instagram, whatever your whatever your poison is, what's your favourite follow?
1: Oh, look, um, I would have to say Kate Soon, which, again, probably not a surprise. Uh-huh. Um, and that's because she has this no BS way of, you know, yeah. approaching digital marketing, um, and I love that. And she makes it fun. You know, it's jargon-free, um, it's entertaining, and I just, yeah, I think she's my idol. Oh, I
0: love that. <laughs> I love that. I know I've known Kate for a really, really long time. Oh, probably twelve or thirteen years. I think when our so sort of, you know when our paths first crossed, and she's just so down to earth. She's so real. You know, what's and all tells you know says exactly what's going on. And yeah, she's a good laugh. Yeah,
1: that no, definitely.
0: And then finally, I guess what gets you out of bed each day? What's your motivator? Mm,
1: my motivator, I think, it comes down to just wanting to make a difference, particularly mm-hmm. with small businesses. I feel like they are the most rewarding clients that you can work with because you actually see the impact that you can make. Whereas if you're in a larger organization, you tend to just be, you know, part of the the cog and the wheel and the system and you don't really see what's going on. Whereas a small business, you can make such a difference, you know, whether it's helping them understand their data or um, you know, tapping into what customers are actually feeling about their products or services, feel like, yeah, you can actually see that tangible impact. Um, and that that is really rewarding for me.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree so much with that. And I think I like you, I sort of had the corporate marketing background. And I always think, you know, you sort of your budget was 15 million and you only made 14.5 and everyone was really, you know, pissed off with you. And then you're kind of like, but like, who was I making this for? What was the, you know, what was the point? Oh, you met, you know, your budget was 15 million, you made 17 million, and you thought, well, who did that benefit? And then you work with small business and each business owner, it's it's their family, it's their life, it's their, you know, livelihood, and you make a small impact and it has a really personal you know personal impact personal effect and I I think I'm the same like you with that it just it feels so much more rewarding to talk to a real person and see how you've impacted things and helped them and you know seeing their growth or turn something around or even just motivated them when they're you know ready to to throw in the towel and it's um yeah the world of small business is tough but it is certainly personally rewarding
1: yeah, definitely. And, you know, unlike the, the budget, and so I think it even challenges us further as marketers or as analysts to go, well, how can we, you know, get more bang for our buck in terms of those smaller activities or how can we focus on what we think is going to work the best? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think yeah. it really drives, yeah, that pressure for us as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the creativity. Again, I think the big budget's, you don't have to think very hard when you have a big a big budget. You can just do everything. When you've got a small budget, you need to be so creative and so strategic and and you know what we're talking about today, you know, looking at the data, so data driven to make sure that the decisions you make with that small budget maximize it and and you know, get the best results.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's so important and something that's untapped for a lot of businesses because, you know, as you would know and particularly people are listening we wear so many different hats you know adding analytics to it is probably a bit daunting but at the same time it can also save you time in the long run as well as money so that's important.
0: Absolutely and you know that's a great segue into talking about data and analytics and you know we were all thrown, I've been a Google Analytics lover for a very long time. And, and, you know, we all had to jump on this GA4 train in July. And and it's been a minute since that happened. And, you know, that was huge, I guess, huge change. And number one, I think we'd never been cut off before. So we always sort of had it, you know, oh, you know, migrate if you want, don't if you don't. So getting cut off was pretty, uh, pretty savage. Um, And you and your business was, was instrumental in helping my business and my clients in that change because, you know, we were, we were building it as we were going and, and you guys had the expertise. So, you know, we really lent on you. So I guess I wanted to ask you, you know, for the listeners as well, you know, why should business owners be loving GA4? Why should they be, you know, Know, embracing that change and what should they be excited about
1: yeah i'm not going to say love particularly i saw a poll recently where on um used to be called twitter now it's called x <laughs> very interesting um but you know i think there were 1700 responses and on that platform 50 of seo experts were saying that they hate it <laughs> so oh, it was no. like oh dear <laughs> um, and i i've i've similar from a lot of businesses, and I think change is hard to yeah. overcome. Um, but also I think Google hasn't necessarily done a great job, and I've been quite um, vocal about that as well to try and get their attention to say that you know you guys didn't do a great job in terms of the change management, you know, yeah. progressing people to this platform. And it's almost like they thought everyone were data analysts or scientists um in terms of the approach that they did with the platform. So I think, it has been difficult, however, there's also a lot of things that are, are great about the platform that they've put in there. So particularly, mm. um, if we look at things like the enhanced measurement features that they've added. basically what it means is, in the past, you would have to manually tag these events.
0: Mm. So you would have
1: to get a developer to find out these things. So for instance, if I want to know how many people scroll, you know, 90% down my page, I'd have to manually tag that probably in something called Google Tag Manager. Whereas yeah. now I can actually get that instantly in my Google Analytics for most websites. Um, and, you know, particularly if you're using WordPress or Shopify, Magento, Drupal, all those kind of websites, you'll get that stat now, which tells you a bit more deeper in terms of your analytics. So I think that's the good side of it. Yeah. Where they've kind of made it a little bit easier for people. The unfortunate side to it is you know, it is all brand new. Um, it's not really the same as universal, for better or worse. Um, yeah. So it's going to take time to love it, per se. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. And change is hard. I mean, you know, I so many clients where we've rebuilt them a whole new website or they've changed um CRM system with us. And, you know, the first thing is how terrible (laughs) it is. I always, I had a client change to HubSpot recently and, you know, he rang me up and he's like, nah, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, what we had before was better. It's not better. It's just change. You just need to get, you just knew yourself your way around. And I think that's how I feel about GA4. I go in and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like the mother in the, in the kitchen, you know, where, where is it? Where's it gone? Where's this? This used to be here. Someone's moved it. Like, I can't find anything. <laughs> but then you're right. As I dig in and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, I didn't have this before. And, you know, I think it's um, as digital marketers, especially, I think we've had, we have to love change because every time we open up a platform, it's different. Every time you go into Facebook Ads Manager, it's different. You have to really just have that open mind of, you know, accepting, going with it, n- not putting energy into going against it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, uh, particularly all the big tech firms, they constantly update things because yeah. they're constantly trying to improve it yes. for the user experience. I mean, you just have to adapt, really. Yeah,
0: totally. And, I mean, you and I obviously are advocates of measuring performance. We, you know, we we love data. I guess, you know, we know small business owners, as you said before, having the time and, and then the proficiency to work within that data are, are huge barriers. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see? Um, You know, what do people misinterpret or what aren't they looking at? Where where are they going wrong once they're in analytics?
1: Yeah, I'd say, well, let's start off with, for example, the setup. Because unfortunately, Google Help articles and even the setup assistant Mm -hmm. or the auto migration tools are not great. And they miss a few key things. So, for example, they miss data retention, which is linked to a new tool, which is called Exploration or Explore. It's like mm-hmm. a drag and drop builder for reports that you can use. Um So data retention, you want to change that to, for example, 14 months. Now, that's not in the setup assistant or the help articles very clearly, but that's just an example of how you can go wrong so quickly Yeah. Um, if you haven't set that up and, you know, if you want to use that feature and then you go, oh, all of a sudden I've only got two months worth of data in that Explore yeah. section. Not a great feeling. Um Another one, which seems to be a bug there for a lot of people, and even myself in terms of how Google's approaching this, is what we call data collection, which is also known as Google signals. So when you enable Google signals, um, it's commonly mostly used for like, if you've got Google ads, so if you want to use the audiences for Google ads from your Google Analytics for, or if you want to use it for e-marketing, then you do have to have Google signals on. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not in that bucket, And you don't get around 500 users on average per day. What it starts to do is it starts to sample your data. Um, and it's really annoying because you get to see only a, you know, a portion of the data that's coming through. So you'll see this little exclamation mark at the top Mm. right hand side of a card in your reports. And that will signal to you that thresholding has been applied. And the reason for that Google says is because they want to restrict, um, you know, user data. So things like, for example, gender age and interest data, based on what categories people are interested in, they're restricting that due to the pressure that they're under from GDPR laws in Mm. Europe, right? But my bug there is, like, how much can you really find out about someone from their age, gender and interest, but also, you know, why is it affecting the other reports? And so only a few days ago, they launched another setting. So in that section in data collection, there's a new toggle now where you can actually turn off Google signals to show in your report. Oh, now, okay. previous to that, you had to kind of try and find it and there was a workaround and I created a video for that. too. Uh-huh. again, I guess they're listening in some ways, but yeah. it would be awesome if, you know, that 500 user per day rule didn't apply because mm. we would love to see the gender, age, and interest data <laughs> again um, for a lot of websites. So, they're the key things in terms of setup that I see the most yeah. um, that people tend to miss. And then the second one to that is, Going in there, but not having an idea in terms of what you're trying to find out. Like in terms of analytics, you really have to pose what it is that I want to know today. Like if you go in there and you're just having a browse, shopping around, you're going to get lost because there's so many reports, so many metrics, and not all of them are equal, right? So you've got to go in there and say, you know what, I just want to find out. How many people have come to my site today or in the last few months or where are actually people coming from? So if you're clear on the question, you'll have a more, uh, I guess, positive user experience when you go there because you know what you're going to try and find. Whereas if you just go in there and you go, you know, deep into the ocean, you'll be, you'll be pretty much trying to find what you're, what you're searching for. It's going to take you forever. So like if I, for example, want to find out, you know, what channels people are coming from, I can go into that acquisition section in the report section and I can go to traffic acquisition and I can see the breakdown of which channels are driving traffic to my website, right? Um, because that's important, particularly if you're spending advertising dollars or if you're doing particular campaigns and you're running on, you know, maybe a channel or even a blog post, you want to find out how that's actually doing. And um, so you can see where your traffic's coming from. And then if it's working, you can then apply more money towards it or more yeah. effort to say, that's fabulous, I'm going to do that, which is rewarding as well.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I think you're right. I mean, it's that kind of like information is power, but you do kind of need to know what questions you're asking. And I I tend to find I once I'm in data and I'm looking at data, then I have another question, you know, oh, that's interesting. What if I looked at it this way? What if I looked at it that way? But when you just you know, go in, if you don't have something that you're starting out with, if you don't have a little bit of a plan of what you're looking for, it's just all numbers and, you know, and, and, it, and it can mean kind of nothing, you know, you can open up and go, okay, this many people came to the site, this many people bounced, that they stayed this long, but what, what does it mean? And I guess another, I guess, point I'd add on to that is having some sort of amount of data that you're tracking month in month out you know if you if you have a sort of a mini report for yourself or a mini tracker for yourself and you're updating that each month in an excel spreadsheet or something like that and you're going to analytics to get that data i think like trend data is where you kind of can draw the most power in your insights where you can see you know what changes are happening over time and 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 to your point then be able to understand where your money should be going and where you're getting the biggest return
1: yeah no definitely because at the end of the day we go into analytics because we have a question but also because we want something from it so if we're not finding out something um, then you know we're not using it properly but the other mistake people often make is like analytics is not the be all end all like we also have to couple it with a few other insights so particularly our own insights in terms of our customers or, you know we might also look at the specific ordering data, which is coming from our platform. So if I'm on Shopify, for example, I'll compare what my Shopify data is telling to Google Analytics because they're not always going to marry up. As we know, um, these platforms measure things differently. There's also privacy restrictions. People have blockers now, which can restrict Google Analytics as well. So we kind of have to marry them up and use other tools, even, for example, a heat map tool to Mm -hmm. understand what's really going on. Because when we package things together, so if we get different metrics or different results together, what form is an insight? And so often people think an insight is just a data metric, right? Oh, it's just my average engagement rate is big. That's not an insight. Mm-hmm. An insight is when you're piecing together the puzzle and then working out, oh, I think this is what it means. And then you test it to be able to understand if that's the case or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that brings me to, uh, you know, my my kind of getting the juice out of you today question. <laughs> it is hidden gems. And you use this phrase with me, and it's such a good phrase because there is so much to navigate and there's so much potential for information in there. So I guess as, a, as an analytics expert, what are your top tips? What are the hidden gems that we can uncover in there?
1: Yeah, so... I think the first thing that's really important and to take advantage of the Google Analytics tool platform is to be clear on what your organization's goals are and then to work out what you need to track. So we talked about um, the enhanced measurement and the scroll depth, for example. But if there's things that happen in your website, let's say, for example, you've got an accordion or a collapsible container with frequently asked questions, right? let's say that's an important part of your journey or you want to know how often things are used, you can actually track those things. You can track button clicks. You can track um, you know, those interactions with videos and all those things that happen so you can get a stronger idea in terms of what's actually happening on your website. And so if you want to do that, often you will need to engage with someone like myself or a developer to be able to set those things up. And we often use something called Google Tag Manager to be able to do that. And it's quite easy to do from there on. Um, So you can actually see that data. And that's key. So what they used to call goals in Universal is now called events. And so events is a lot more powerful in terms of everything that you can kind of track. You know, There's so much opportunity there. People often get caught up at the end of the funnel. So like, for example, the purchase, oh, I got a purchase, that's my revenue, that's my order value. But what actually happens before that, because as we know, people drop out of the funnel, right? Or they drop out of the website. So if we're tagging up events along the way, even if it's a service business, it's important, because then we can find out answers as to why they're dropping out or at what point in the journey. So I think that's the first thing that we kind of have to get right um, and to find those hidden gems so that we can later on in the data. Um, And then after that, It's really about focusing on key metrics. So, for example, engagement rate is the inverse of what we call the bounce rate. So previously, we are all focused on, oh, my gosh, what's my bounce rate? Um, And we got so caught up on that. But now Google Analytics is trying to teach us the positive. They're trying to say how much do people engage with our content. So an engagement could be any of those events which are triggered. It could be a purchase event um, or it could even be, you know, just viewing a page. So when we talk about engagement rate. If we're tracking those events, we get more deeper analysis in terms of what's actually happening, and we'll see an improvement in our engagement rate. Whereas if we don't track those events, we just rely on the simple stuff like a page view, a scroll depth, or a YouTube video if we've turned that on as well in terms of the play. Um, so I look at engagement rate. I obviously look at the acquisition, so traffic acquisition. We look at average engagement time. That's important as well. Um, particularly if we want to know how much time people are spending on our content. And don't forget that with Google Analytics 4, it's different to Universal in that it's a bit smarter where it can actually detect if someone's moved away from the browser. So if it's not in their main view on their device, Google Analytics 4 detects that and so doesn't consider it as obviously being engaged. So your data will be different to Universal because they've made enhancements to that as well. Very clever. (laughs) It is. It's pretty cool. But my favourite trick because I feel like they will improve this over time. But when you go into your report, just where the report table is, just above to find those hidden gems, there's this little tiny blue plus button um, and you press that and you can actually break down your data into more ways. And so awesome. it's a really clever tool, yeah, to find more insights out because previously you used to be able to click on the table and then it would take you to another report. Mm-hmm. But at the moment... You can't. So to get around it, there's this little plus button. It's very tiny, very hidden. Um, but if you touch that, um, you'll actually see more deeper insights as well, which is a really good one.
0: A literal hidden
1: gem. A literal hit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's blue as well. Perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Ray. Like, thank you. I, I as I said, like I, when GA4 hit. Well, was hitting. We were so lucky to sort of find you and connect with you um, through that K ten community as well. And and you've been you've been an absolute you know hidden gem. Uh, <laughs> but I guess, you. you know, Thanks. how can other people connect to you, or what you know? How can you help other people that maybe want to understand analytics or want to make sure they're set up better? Um, and and you know, how can they benefit from working with you as well?
1: Yeah, no, definitely you can visit us at our website lys solution.com.au. It's like the cool way of saying live. Um, <laughs> and of course, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and even the likes of LinkedIn. Um, and feel free to connect with us there. We've got heaps of uh, free tools that you can actually get on the website, including a full ebook for Google Analytics for, which will help you to understand more about it and how you can get more value from it as well. And then if you're stuck and you're like, Oh my gosh, I need some expertise. Um, we have a very easy brief form. Um, that you can fill out and it pretty much is transparent the whole way through in terms of how much to invest, how much it costs, what the different options are. So if you do need that professional help, we're more than happy to assist you as well.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. And I'm sure everybody's got lots of juice out of this and um, look forward to talking to you next time.
1: No worries. Thanks so much, Marian, for having me and to everyone else. Happy analysing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: For listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to mariannamys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free
1: resources.